going, you get home, boys. They got your back, the pride of the fleets, the bright swinging frogmen of the UDT. Commander Mark Devine here, and this is the Seal Fit Podcast. Hey, before we get started, let me remind you to go to sealfit.com and enter your email into the opt-in form if you haven't done so already. This will ensure that you stay up to date on all the great content we have coming out every week, almost something new every day, and uh, so you don't miss anything cool and important. All right, having said that, here's the show. Hoo-ya. <laughs> all right, yeah. so I'm here with... the. <laughs> With um, Brian McKenzie, uh, CrossFit Endurance yes. founder and um, head coach and mm-hmm. chief spokesperson and jack of all trades, I'm sure. Jack, jack of all trades, I guess, yes. Yeah. So what, what's cool about that, uh, Brian, is you, you got in there early. Like you, you identified a niche within the CrossFit world mm-hmm. to deliver your expertise and your passion, which was endurance training, and to use the CrossFit methods blended with you know, probably what you early, early on knew to be you know, effective endurance training. You use it on your own training, right? Yes. Because you eat your own dog food, which is one of my principles. Yes. Um, but then shortly after that, or a couple of years after you started, um, CrossFit came down and said, okay, no more domain-specific CrossFitters are going to be allowed to do what you do. Yeah. Why did that happen? Like, was it after CrossFit football? Or? Yeah. Um, well, interesting enough is like where I actually worked with John Wellborn. <laughs> like, right. I trained him. I mean, did you've you? got the 60s, that, what's that video they did? Um, uh, road to the games yeah yeah that yeah, road to the game that. i was actually working with john and helping him kind of develop the football idea right um and then he took it to crossfit and developed that but it was the i i, I think i first, what happened was i first learned how to integrate sports specific work into right any crossfit and, and and here's what we have is we have this you know and, and by product of that, I was at the time an endurance guy, right. which is actually what I'm not. I, like I'm not like I've done DNA testing. I've you know done enough training yeah. myself to understand. You're not Physiologically, I am not an endurance athlete. I'm a short course <laughs> sprinter, explosive guy that has like I've actually got like the perfect muscle fiber for like the hundred meter sprint, which okay. inevitably was like the fifty yard sprint that I did in swimming. Right. You know, right. and so. Uh, but I, I had gotten into the endurance world because it was just so challenging. It was right. a lot like, I mean, it's a lot like the stuff you've been through where this right. Right. war of attrition occurs. Right. What, what, what are you going to do once the suffering more starts? Mental to, game. Yeah. Right. It, how are you going to handle that? Right. And uh, there were good days, there were bad days, but there were always, it was always this whole thing of pushing. So I, I really learned how to meld something for a lot of the athletes we were working for right. with right. the endurance side of stuff. And with that, we started playing with other sports-specific athletes. Okay. And then that's where kind of John came into the picture. Right. And then John developed CrossFit football as he saw what I did with endurance. Right. And it right. was a, it's a no-brainer. And, right. um, and he's done a wonderful job at developing that program and a power athlete. Sure. Um, and then it was funny because I had a lot of contact at the time with HQ. Right. And I had heard the moment that John that we actually start, we started, I think we started CrossFit Endurance in 2007. Right. And in 2008, we launched the website. Um, and shortly thereafter, I was told that everybody in the woodworks was coming out with, with approaching them about CrossFit golf, right. CrossFit swimming, CrossFit this, right. CrossFit that. And it right. was, that's where they were like, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, what have we done? Yeah, right. what have we done? You know? Um, <laughs> And then uh, that was basically where they were, you know, we just can't 
we right. can't do this with everybody, right? You know, right. Um, and well, I think to their credit, it was great that they didn't shut you down. You yes, know, at least the the brand aspect of it, right? Not to say they couldn't, yeah, no, keep you from doing what you do, but no. they could have said, okay, you, you really got to be McKenzie CrossFit and not CrossFit Endurance. And, yes, and Wilman, you, you know, you can't be CrossFit football. So, but they allowed you guys to keep what you were doing. Yes, which was really neat. Yes, you know, yeah, just, we 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 were. I think we were very fortunate in that manner. Um, <laughs> And, and you know, I'm grateful for the. Right. Uh, there's not a day that doesn't go by that I'm not grateful right. for the platform that was given to me in yeah. order to thrive and do what we wanted to do. Right. So, right. so you run certifications and uh, you do private training for elite athletes. What, what? So what else is in your world? I mean, how many certs do you do a year? Um, we do like? in the vicinity. I think on average, in the last I don't know eight, seven, eight years, we've done. We're doing roughly 60 seminars a year. There's wow. the highs been in yeah. the 70s. Um, how many it, staff do you have that? help you coach we those. have i think eight head coaches okay. and then we've got a probably 15 assistant coaches right. um that you know i would say five of them are at, or at any point ready to move up right. but because we like to keep our staff happy the, the head coaching staff happy um meaning get l allow them to make the money allow right. them to travel as long as they want um we just had a coach who has been with us since 2009 who uh -huh. just stopped right. doing seminars which right. i i don't even know how he lasted that that's long terrific, you know yeah. because it's it's like you're traveling the world teaching these right. things so right. that that's the mainstay of what it is we do okay. is 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 the trainer course with crossfit um i've written two books power speed endurance being the first one unbreakable runner being the second excellent um unbreakable runner was uh just hit New York Times bestseller, uh, which was good. Good for you. Um, I did that with TJ Murphy as well, who right. just did a story with you guys right. and outside. outside. Story, right. um, he's, you know, and, and the f a funny story on TJ is he, he was one of these endurance guys who was just really anti what it was we were about because we, we've had that polarizing effect right. on a lot of the, um, <laughs> yeah. the, the pre-existing endurance community. Right. And uh, he was one of those. Interesting. Yeah, and he and I actually went to war, uh, <laughs> and it, it, it had happened that he pulled a story that a guy wrote, or was writing, and the guy turned it in, and he found out that the guy was actually, at one point, a staff writer for the journal, but that didn't work out for him, and so he canned the article, and so I kind of let everybody know on social media that the article got canned that this guy had written for Triathlete Magazine, and so there was a bombardment of emails <laughs> that flooded TJ's inbox at, uh, tri at Triathlete Magazine. Oh, is that right? Oh, yeah. And was so, he an editor there or something? Yes, he was a senior oh, editor. And so he he finds my contact and asks if he, I can p pull everybody back and if he and I can have a conversation. Right. And um, we ended up having a talk. And he was like, I'm willing to write the article, but this is what happened. And right. if you pull everybody back, we'll do this and i said the only way we're going to do this is if you actually go through the process right and so he oh cool so agreed through a seminar and uh so he he hobbled into a seminar <laughs> and um at the time he was vegan and uh he uh he did not look not that vegans can't be healthy but sure. he um he did not look very healthy he was limping he was destroyed Jeez, um yeah. and so i kind of i i pushed him up to starette to get right. uh cleared and uh, after he got cleared, we then started to work on his nutrition and right. his training. Right. And he went through the process. And the guy has like 
like reinvented himself. Right. And that's that was the relationship that started with TJ and I probably, I don't know, four or five years ago. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. So he and he's seen all these aspects of CrossFit and, or right. even things around CrossFit, right. including Seal Fit. Yeah. And he's like, whoa. Right. What is this? Like, right. this needs to, like, people need to know about this. Right. And I'm like, yeah, they do. Yeah. You know, they do. Why don't you go get involved? Right. <laughs> like, go. <laughs> oh, three, two, one, go. Do it, brother. Right. And, and he's just all in, man. Yeah, he yeah. is all in. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. So where, you know, where do you go from here? I mean, what's, what's next on your plate? Um, we, I, I've... We've been doing. I, I run Athlete Cell Two, which is a um, our, our our we we do a lot of programming for athletes around the world, um, and we we work with a lot of elite level athletes now, um, not just endurance. Although I have several endurance athletes, we also have. Um, I mean, I guess you could consider rowing right. um, an, an endurance sport per se. But um, you know, uh, my wife Erin Erin uh, is actually the head coach of that. I kind of okay. help and oversee that program. She was an Olympian as well. Two-time Olympic gold medalist in okay. rowing with the women's right. eight. Right. Um, and she went from a fairly, from a pretty broken athlete who had dealt with more or less, dealt with about five broken ribs. Yes. Um, you know, this is a common stay in the rowing yeah, world. Yeah, I used to row competitively too yeah, in college. Yeah. It's, a, it's brutal. Oh, no, no, it's brutal. Yeah. And, um, you know, between her, myself, and Kelly, we've really identified a lot of these movement patterns that are the same things that we do here, where it's like, you know, you're teaching somebody how to move properly with weight training and all right. this other stuff. It, that's not, if you're just sitting on a machine working in a horizontal position, it's only a matter of time before you start to give in and give that stability up. Right. And so we started really working with Erin and in her second round of going to the Olympics. And right. we really, reinvented the way not only she moved but the way she dealt with nutrition and you know she she felt a tremendous difference and we were afforded the opportunity with with a couple of other olympians um that were kind of tired of being broken as well um is as most of them end up dealing with injuries throughout right. their entire career right um so we we opened up the doors the girls moved down to newport beach and we set up a program and we've kind of done that with a lot of athletes mm -hmm. more or less now where we have athletes all over the world and people all over the world that we're dealing with and setting up programs mm -hmm. with mm -hmm. um, so that we can we, we can show them kind of a different light on, right. on training and it's right. not that we have one specific way that works but it's like you know getting somebody to move differently in a sports specific world is very difficult if you don't have an outside way of dealing with that right. and that's what the CrossFit really what I've seen with CrossFit and the methodology um, has allowed me to understand movement in a way where it's like, no, this is all the same thing. Right. This is all the same thing. And right. we, the standards and the fundamentals have got to be in place. And if you decide you want to step outside of that and go hard or go really long, you still have to stick by those fundamentals. Right. Yeah. And if you can't, that's where you're going to see the, yeah. the, the, the that's where you're going to see the breakdown. Yeah. And it's not that we can't from time to time go out and race or we can't come do a Kokoro camp or right. we can't. These are all these are all things oh, we need to prepare for totally. and do yeah. so that yeah. we can get that mindset and get right. that change. And that's what racing's for. Right. And I think people largely have taken the idea of I go out and do a race or like a triathlon or like a, an ultra marathon. And it's like, that's what all my training needs to be like. And it's right. like, not well, that's, necessarily. That's the performance moment. Yeah, right. that's the performance moment. That's where you lead into that right and uh Good so point. that that's kind of what we've what, what i've been dealing with and and, and yeah. we do 
um, now. When it comes to nutrition, um, do you have a specific prescription that you uh, gear people to? Is it really more of an individualized? No, it's pretty individualized. It? Um, although it all kind of falls under line with that kind of the, pa- the, the principles of how the paleo diet's sure. been laid out. Mm-hmm. But I would not say, including for myself, that like, I mean, I, I, I can digest milk products. Sure, I same, know that I'm here. fine with something right. like that. Um, so I, I have that in my diet. Um, right. There are specific things I can't. Like I know I have, I'm predisposed to celiacs. Right. You know, so it's like there's just definitely something I'm not going to do with gluten. I right. will pay the price for something like that. The idea is, is that we get each and every athlete to understand that. And right. the only way we do that is either via, is via blood work right. and or cleaning them out, laying down a yeah, foundation right. for 30 to 90 Adding days, then easing back in some things and knowing immediately where the response mechanism right, is. Right. Um, I think everybody more or less should be cleaned out that way and, and we bring them into more of a low carb environment uh-huh. and then we start ramping carbohydrate back up in, right. um, proper carbohydrate mixture um, versus you know a lot of the athletes that just don't even ever do anything, they think that tossing these high glycemic carbs into their diet they're okay and you know I've seen for years where we've got athletes who are literally predisposed and ready to be type 2 diabetic coming out of training Um, I've got my father who is who's basically finding this out the hard way his entire life he's trained he's a power lifter but he had you know he's he's had some things where he literally hasn't exactly avoided sugars or high glycemic carbs his whole career. And now he's seeing a lot of this stuff in his blood work and he's got high fasting glucose numbers and it's like, buddy, like I've been talking about this to you for for a while (laughs) and now your doctor's showing you this stuff and it's like, hey, I mean, you at home, you as an athlete can understand that stuff. What are examples of high glucose carbs versus low glycemic carbs? Well, so like, um, think of like white breads, things, yeah, cake, white bread, um, (laughs) you know, you can't eat donuts. <laughs> yeah, you can't eat donuts all the time. Like, but it's not like, hey, you can't ever do that. Like, right. go ahead. Once like, in it, a while. And, and here, here's, the, here's the thing I like to use with people is it's like, look, let's say you ate like shit every single day. You went to McDonald's, you ate donuts, you, you just didn't care. You just barely eat greens, you know, right. you, you, you barely do anything healthy. You don't work out. Um, you barely hydrate. But once a week, you decide you're going to work out, eat clean and hydrate well. <laughs> is that going to help you out in the long, right. at all? No. And everybody understands, no. And right. so that's kind of the flip side of right. where we can look at nutrition. If you're clean and you're, you're mo- moving well yeah. like and doing things well, there's no reason why you can't go off that reservation, off reservation per se. It, in fact, it, there, it, there is um, some research that, it, that it's actually good for you to do that. I, I, I would imagine like, it would be. Because it, it spins your body back into the the mode of almost survival and it like it's kind of like it's good to get sick yes to stimulate your immune system to get stronger certainly so you could use that kind of same certainly. analogy it's like taking a little bit of venom and just putting it in you yeah, just going exactly. all right let me let me ride this out and then let me up the venom a little too? bit yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um i do a lot of stuff like that you know i i but it, i mean like we're on this whole like 
uh, ice kick thing right now, and and there's been this anti-ice thing that I've even been kind of a part of, but it's like um, we love ice. Oh we yeah, love man. Ice baths. But yeah, you feel so dude, yes, good. And, no, yes, you know I mean? and, you know, it's more triage than long-term yes, therapy. Yes, it is. But in the it moment, is. But I mean, even long-term therapy. If you look awesome. into this stuff, there's a guy by the name of Wim Hof. They call him the Ice Man. Yeah. 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 yeah no, and I mean, this guy will sit in 90 minutes for of ice yeah, and take their, nothing. He'll, he'll melt ice with his hand. Yeah, he's a Qigong guy. He yeah, yeah, yes, four hours a day. absolutely. So you know exactly Amazing what I'm talking guy. about. Yeah, and I've been playing with this stuff uh, with, with uh, a guy with Laird Hamilton, <laughs> who's really into it. And we, I mean, I'm now up to like almost nine minutes in ice. Like where the first time I got in ice water, I was like 15 <laughs> seconds. I'm like, there's no way. Breath out of you. I'm claustrophobic. <laughs> what am I doing here? Yeah, and now right. it's like I can get in there Easy and that, I get yeah. out and I'm like, I'm, I'm like a million bucks. Yeah, you know, good. but we're also doing the heat stuff where I do right. heat, ice, heat, ice, heat, ice. Oh, yeah. And there's a great, I think there's a great benefit to all that yeah. stuff. I'd like to have an infrared sauna. I'm going to put an infrared sauna over this new place I have. Yes. And it'd be nice to have a nice bath there because yes. those would be a nice combination. That's what, that's yeah. what we do, man. That's, that's I cool. just, was just doing it this morning. Laugh, yeah, you just reminded me about, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw Joe DeSane under the, under the um, bus here a little bit because, uh, you know, Joe's Mr. Spartan. And he's, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a tough guy, man. I would not want to be in a long endurance. Yeah, any guy who develops a race oh, like God, that, he, Joe's a great guy, yeah. but um, he doesn't spend a lot of time in ice baths because we broke him out during a podcast, you know, just to give him a, a little seal fit experience and we had the ice bath and... So, you know, we did a little grinder workout for about an hour, and it was fun, you know? Yeah. It was really for the video. But then, you know, we basically got in, I got in the ice bath. I said, come on, get in. We'll finish the interview right here, right? <laughs> so about 10 minutes into this, I'm as comfortable as can be, you know, because yeah. I've been trained. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've been doing I'm, this forever. I've been doing it forever. So yeah. I'm sitting there, and I'm just controlling my breathing, enjoying this, you know, and, and I'm completely calm. There's not a, a single, you know, quiver in my body. And Joe's just going like... <laughs> His teeth are just literally, he's trying to talk and his teeth are like chattering. He goes, I got to get out of here. And he just bolts out of the thing. It, it was really funny. If he lasted 10 minutes, that's pretty damn exactly. good. If, if, you're, not you used to something, if you, you're not used to something like that, because I have it's seen. It's brutal, yeah. Oh, I mean, I've, I've seen, like, we've, uh, I've been doing this stuff for a while, for uh, probably like six months, like really religiously. No kidding. That's yeah. Cool. It, um, you do it after a workout for recovery? No, uh, or, or sometimes. You're just, you're but just doing it more or less, I, I like to do some, so we like to, I, I've been getting more involved with some water training that we've been doing. Right. Which is uh, a whole different thing uh beast where we're using dumbbells and deep pools yeah um and then what we'll do what i have an infrared sauna at home mm -hmm. uh and then i'll use the infrared sauna and then ice and yeah. so i'll fluctuate between the two cool um and that's something i like to do almost every day if i don't get it done in the morning i will do it at night um nice. and it's literally but i'll if i if i do it at night i end on the heat at night if i do it in the morning i'll end on the cold in right. the morning because and you get out of that cold you're just like what benefits I'm ready to go. do you think it brings you for, on a hormonal level, I think it's I think it's huge. Mm. Um, I just feel a lot better. My body functions a lot better. Right. I feel uh, you know I, I feel stronger. Yeah. I, you know I mean yeah. guys can if he like guys who are really in, in touch with themselves know when they've got a lot of testosterone yeah. flowing. Oh, yeah. You know it's like you you, you want to pick something up heavy. You right. want to do you know you, you, there's a lot of things going on. Right. So I feel a lot of those benefits. Um, I, I also do you from, have to stock the. I mean, how do you get the ice thing? I that right now like I'm buying it. Ass. Right yeah. now I buy it, but I've I'm I'm getting an ice machine. 
okay. uh, an actual ice machine yeah. at the house. So <laughs> we actually have a back house that like we're, we've converted into another workout facility. Right. Like we've got, we've already got an office with a workout facility. Not as big wherever as you go. here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then it's like, uh, now the house is becoming the, you know, of kind of the, the, the Mecca. Remote, the remote training. Yeah, the remote training place. So, That's cool. Yeah, and then my folks live across the street, which they have this pool that, you know, I've been using. Yeah. Um, and then uh, I'm heading actually over to Hawaii uh, to go spend some time with Laird to where he's got some stuff set up over there in Kauai to where uh, we'll be doing a lot of that stuff as well. Right. Yeah. Laird Hamilton, what is his thing i know the name and i'm trying to big wave surfer kind of right. oh, he right. he, yeah, he, yeah. he was kind of one of the starters of the toe-in surfing movement okay, he right. probably has the most recognizable big wave that's ever been surfed at uh Ch chopu right um he, he right. it was monster but he he's an innovator um right. he's just a guy who's on a level he's he's right. 50 years old and i i mean that's true I, I i look at this guy and i'm just like dude you're not he is dealing with fear every single day yeah it like and you see the track pattern that he's been doing it since he was like this big wow and and, and that's why he's doing what he's doing i mean right. he, the guy took me out into 20 foot swells in the open ocean where he was hydrofoil surfing pulling in and like i mean i'm just watching this guy who's this just giant kid who fr who's free uh, it, it, what he's doing yeah. and it's just like you look at this and you're like what like, how do you get to that level right. of like wanting to toy around with this stuff and play with? And, and he's just one of those guys, man. Very cool. Yeah, he's yeah. test. He tests and plays with everything. Right. Yeah. So That's I mean, cool. his, his house is kind of like this place. Is it? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's just it's like a big playground. Yeah, and it's got a ma massive pool in it that uh, he trains in. Right. Yeah. So we did some of that work um, with some Australian guys who are um, they do something called the Waterman. It's a, their version of a triathlon. Uh -huh. It includes uh, running, beach running, uh, ocean swimming, and then paddling. Paddling, yes, right? yes. And so their top, their top guys came up here, and we put them through like a six-hour mini breakout. And one of the things that we did, we took them to the pool, and we did drum-proof races. Yeah. Where we tied their hands and legs together, and they, these guys were studs. Yeah. Because they were so comfortable in the water. Yeah. And so we tied their hands and legs together. We pushed them in. You know, it's like most people were like, going off the plank to their death. Yeah, yeah. These guys just dove right in and just started porpoising. And, you know, we ha I had to double the course, the length of the course, because they did it so damn fast. So I was like, that's, wow. that's too easy. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, And then we did um, kettlebell races from on the bottom. You know, up, back, up, back. And yeah. It, it was epic. And that type of training is very cool. So that's what, one yes. of the things that you're talking about doing, Yeah, it's right? very, very similar to that. So um, you get a hypoxic effect and there's a mental toughness. Yeah, we'll set up, he'll set up, um, and this is all Laird's <laughs> doing, um, where it's like you've got dumbbells. And there's right. various weights that you start with. You know, no, nobody ever is given too much weight. Right. Um, and, you know, he's got a pool, I think, that's 12 feet, 13 feet deep. Right. And, you know, you'll start with jumps off the bottom to the top, but you've got dumbbells in your hands. So it's almost like a thruster, right. but you're going to the top with 15, 20 pound dumbbells. Right. But by the time you get to the top, you're, ready you're to already being yanked down. Right. So it's, you have to control a breathing mechanism and right. get into a flow. And I, I mean, I remember the first time oh, I cool. was just doing that. He's like, yeah, we're gonna do about a hundred of these. And I'm like, are you out of your fucking mind? <laughs> like. I did five, and I was I'm like, dead. Yeah. "Yeah." And I mean, I've seen some of the some some guys who hold their breath for five minutes that are 
divers that are you know high level athletes come in there and they just fall apart and uh, and like I did and uh, I mean now I can get up to a hundred but it's like then there's courses that are set up where you've got 50 pound dumbbells that you yank in, you hold your breath, walk one to the side, then you bring one up to the top, then you swim it across on, on your, you know, you're on your belly, no breath, set it up top, then you shoot down to the bottom back towards the other one on one breath and then walk both of them back and then bring one up and it's Good like, God, you're just awesome. doing all this stuff and it's like, you, you're like, how did he come up with this? And it's right. just like, he's like, you know, I, we've been running rocks on the bottom of the ocean right. forever, but right. like, how do you make it to where you literally have to control yourself, but you're working? And that's right. literally the situations that this guy's in, right. to where it's like, look, you go under water with a wave that's 20, 30, 40 right. feet. You gotta be very, you, very You have calm. to be calm. You have to accept the fact that you're being, you're in this vortex of movement and what's going on. and deal with the situation and right. if you, at any moment as you will know if you flip out right you're it's done. over it's over it's done and right. and you're this is where i think a lot of people drown and i mean in watching a lot of the kids that i've dealt with even with swimming because i right. i've taught what we've taught work with swimming and all this stuff with the crossfit kids it's like they can learn to swim all day long anybody right. can learn to swim sure. But if your fear of yeah. deep water yeah. or oh, even being right. in the water, it's I mean, when things you know, go wrong. Yeah. And I mean, I've seen dive week, it, right. you know, yeah. in there that it is yeah, pool, pool comp and seal training is basically getting attacked underwater. Yes. And if you surface without all your gear back intact and completely rigged per properly, you're done. Done. You're out of training. Done. Yes. And so, you know, I, I remember getting attacked by uh, Dr. Evil, we call him. Yeah. Right. This is just yeah, this yeah. vicious seal instructor rips all my gear off, my regulator, my mass fins, screws it across the pool. Yep. And I'm down there. First, you have to overcome the initial shock of being attacked underwater without losing any air, right? Because if you, if you exhale, you're, you're done. So after the initial attack, I basically knew that I needed to find my mask. So I found my mask. I cleared it with as little air as possible. So there's still water in it, but I could see. Then I found the bottle. Didn't worry about my fins. And the bottle, the regulator, it's an old double hose regulator system, is tied into this wicked knot, like a double whammy. No air yes. is coming out of the sand. Yes. I'm like, working it, working it, working it, working it. Like, nothing, 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 nothing. And like three, four minutes are going by, and I'm like, starting to feel it. So finally, I say, I'm going to just rip this freaking hose right off this thing. And I put my foot against the, the bottle and just start pulling, pulling, pulling. And this old rubber is starting to give, and all of a sudden, pop, you know, a little bit of air comes out. So I just, you know, filled up my mouth, you know, swallowed into my lungs, gave me a. Uh, 10 seconds yeah worked it worked it worked it you know and you can see that all this was just because i was able to maintain my yes. composure in the depth of this and, pool and, that, and that's you know six or seven minutes go by before i have the bottles back on and i'm all you know and then go back to the surface and whole time dr evil is just smiling at me you know he wasn't gonna give good me, luck yeah good luck <laughs> <laughs> that's and, and that's you asked just, for this it's a whole different like world for people like yeah. The, most of the world isn't going to get through that. Now, you, you no, know, not even a lot of guys who are going through training like right. that. They're not going to get not through that because right. it's a not only claustrophobic. You're terrified. You think you're going right. to die. You might pass out. It happens. You might. Yeah, it does. But you know, yeah. I mean, and yeah. that's a fail. Yeah, yeah. You know, shallow water blackout <laughs> equals no yes, good. Right? Exactly. Do over. Yeah. So I, I think these are. It's a very similar tactic, but in the fact it's controlled. Right. To where you can surface whenever you want, but there's a task you need to do. Right. And finish the task, and you know that it, when the weights start to get hit, once you get good at it, once you start yeah. to understand, it, that's where the weights go up, and right. that's where it's like you. I mean, there's points where your lips just yeah. get to the cert, and then yeah. you're back down 12 feet, right. and you're like, what am I going to do now? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Do I, I? I still need to get 
through this whole whole thing and uh it, so it's it's that's played a really interesting role with uh not not only my training but understanding right. a lot more on a deeper level with people and right. and, and and in seeing some guys who are actually like really uh, some of the best watermen in the world and they come apart at the seams when they when they're put in this environment and i'm just like whoa that's interesting. that's interesting and, right. but you know they they're they are who they are, so right. it's not like an end right there. They right. continue and they learn, right. and now it's a d different situation. And, and right. I'm, you know, I don't surf massive waves, but I surf decent surf, and right. I've seen such a change in the way I am in the water. And not only the fear level going down, but it, it's not that it ever goes away. It's the right. hey, I know where I'm at right now. Right. I, yeah. I, I, you can, I, you I'm can aware of where aggressive. I'm at, and, right. and I don't need to freak out. Like, right. it's okay if I take one on the head, or even if another one comes, I can take another one on the head, and right. I'll surface at some point, you know? Right. And, uh, and and that's kind of the idea, is just making you more comfortable in the water. And I, right. I think that's really what's the, one of the missing components with a lot of the uh, people's fear of water. Sure, you know? totally. I love that. Essentially, that type of training, it reminds me, of, there was another article in the Outside magazine um, that printed the article on Kokoro mm -hmm. Camp, and it was about um, this... Japanese concept called the misagi, uh -huh. and misagi is, is just basically a warrior test, and, and so it can be anything, but it's basically where you, we're going to put yourself through a test that's designed by you or by a coach. And Kokoro camp would be a misagi, or mm -hmm. what you said, doing a hundred down ups with yeah. twenty pound dumbbells or whatever. Get 10 through pound this. Dumbbells. Yes. Get through this test. Yes. And um, there's a transformative effect that that has, and that was the whole point about the training. We call it a crucible. I think it probably would translate roughly the same. Yeah. And so crucible training is very cool because not only does it test where you're at physically, mentally, and emotionally, but because all crucibles are, you know, include elements of something that you don't think or know that you can do but you do them anyways mm -hmm. it takes you to this whole nother level of knowingness about your capabilities so you find your new kind of what we call your new 20x factor right your, your yeah. new capabilities yeah and i think it's neat that you're doing it it's a big part of our training so you got the daily training but then you got the crucible yeah and then you go back to the daily training at a higher level and then you got another crucible and then guess what you go back to your training at a higher level and so you just keep on stair-stepping up to higher and higher levels of, of um, performance. And, and even if, you know, as we get older, that means our performance, you know, is going to be affected by age and physiology, but we can still push the envelope and grow uh, to new heights probably for the rest of our lives. Oh, yeah. With this concept of train, test, train, test, train, test. It's so cool. I, so, I, 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 I love that concept. And uh, yeah, I, I think it's it's paramount in anybody's life Absolutely. to a large degree. Yeah, uh, be, we grow be, through challenge. The human yeah. human being grows through challenge. We don't yes. challenge ourselves. No. We just, it's dumb. Life it's over. just gets boring. Yeah. And, you know, we get into ruts and yeah. we wonder why we're here. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so it, I, I couldn't agree more. I mean, it's just yeah. when you don't have purpose to like what it is you're doing. Yeah. Uh, they're, uh, you know, and, and we're designed to move. We're designed right. to, 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 we're the greatest machine we know Absolutely. right now. It's incredible. Yeah. And, and it, like, there's nothing better right now. So right. it's like, we know that if we train it right, it gets better, you yeah. know? And uh, that's one of those things is it's right. like, you know, life is full. Nobody gets through life without dealing with fear, that's you know? Right. And, uh, but it's, if you can chip away a little bit every single day, right. and that's where that whole concept, if you're not testing it, you know, that limit, it's like, just like the ice or the heat, like, hey, right. 
I'm gonna go in the heat today for 30 minutes because I went 25 yesterday and I was right. freaking out, you know? Exactly. It right at about 25 and it's like, get to the 30. And then right. next thing you know, you're doing an hour, like no right. problem. And, right. You know, the ice is the same thing. Right. You know, I, I can last this long. Now I can last this long. Now I can last, the, right. you know, it's like, it, it's, a, it's a whole different story. And then right. it becomes easier, right. you know, and, and life becomes more enjoyable. And right. it, the, the irony in that is weird. It is weird. Yeah, and uh, I think that's probably a good place to kind of end. This yeah, session. I'm gonna do that icy hot though. I'm definitely gonna put the uh, put a sauna and an ice bath together and, and uh, start doing that. I think yeah, you'll dig great. it. That I infrared, the, the, they've got a, they've got the infrared ones that are um, they're pretty cheap. Are they? Yeah, um, and I mean it gets up to 140, but 140 is that's fine. High. Yeah, that's yeah. Good. Uh, the, the one that we do over at Laird's is uh, that thing gets up to like 220. Oh, shit. Uh, yeah, it's not infrared though, so it's right. not as good for you. Yeah. But it's still the uh, it's still the hot rock steam, and it's right. in this big barrel. Oh, that's uh, cool. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. It's, it, you can fit like six or eight people in this thing. In his, you know, I've got a two man, which is perfect. Right. You know, if Aaron and I choose, choose to get in it together, we got it. You right. know, there's right. nobody at the house typically, so right. you know, uh, we do that. But um, yeah, it's cool. fun stuff. All right, Brian. Thanks very much for for doing this. Thanks it for having me great on. Good to see you, man. Good to see you too. That's awesome. Back, the pride of the fleets, the bright swinging frogman.